In this episode, we discuss the terrifying tale of one boy's descent into madness. We talk about Gooby. Welcome to the Flop House. I'm hey Dan McCoy. Hey, I'm Stuart Wellington. <laughs> and I'm Andy Rocco. Yeah, uh, Elliot is out this week. He, as always, pull, he pull did... a hammy. Yeah, sure. I was going to say, that's a sports term, I think. Sure. He's in uh, France, right? No, no, he was in France before he came back. This time, he pulled one of his classic Elliots, which was to not tell us exactly why he wasn't available. Just to say he was busy. Mysterious. Sure. Yeah. Secret daily show business, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Probably spying on uh, the Colbert Report. Okay. <laughs> Probably going yeah, in undercover. That's a principal competition? <laughs> yeah. That's, they, they spy on the Colbert Report <laughs> to use their material in the daily show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's weird. They really shouldn't fight each other because they're sister shows uh, yeah. on the same network. It's kind of a synergy between them. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like Sister Sister? Nickelodeon program <laughs> and that's so Raven yeah uh, shows about sisters uh, oh okay <laughs> so Andy yes sir tell us a little bit about yourself uh my name's Andy Rocco uh I'm a big fan of the show first of all first thank and foremost. you so so this must be a dream come true I've said that so many times yeah like you feel like you're in a dreamscape right yeah, now, yeah, yeah 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 or a nightmare you. Uh, yeah um a frightmare <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> Definitely a frightmare. Um, and uh, I have a show at the UCB. I do it. That's the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater here in New York City. The original. Yes. Not the Los Angeles one. Right. Don't confuse it with yeah. the L.A. Uh, I have a show that I do the first Saturday of the month called Underground Americana. It's a variety show of sorts. I have guests that are musical and uh, comedians and sketch and stuff like that. And I... Like to eat, okay, okay. and that's uh, probably why we invited you. Yeah, this, this is a culinary podcast yeah, first say, and foremost. Uh, according to the your logo banner, there's this implied that there's going to be cheese doodles here, but there is no cheese doodles I here. Sure. I, look, I provided corn chips. I don't no, know. I know. I I'm happy to get corn chips, but mm-hmm. I had this impression of cheese doodles. He was starving himself all week, <laughs> not eating any cheese doodles. <laughs> yeah. He was going to get his entire dairy and doodle intake Yeah, um, tonight. I apologize where, where, for that. No, it's okay. Where's the doodle on the food pyramid, Stuart? It's uh, right in the bottom. Really? It's the foundation. So, <laughs> so you got to get a lot of doodles. you yeah. got to get a lot of puff cheese. Yeah. yeah. All right. This makes up a, a balanced breakfast yeah maybe <laughs> well if you if you enjoy comedy and staying up late you should certainly go see andy's show yes which please. i i've only seen the one time when i actually appeared on it along with the other flop housers because yeah, uh, no, i'm an old fun. man yes yeah, was... flop house super fans check back through the archives and there was a there was actual video footage of it yeah yeah, yeah. right mm-hmm. and i was doing a really you guys were really funny and i remember doing a really bad interviewing <laughs> job <laughs> uh but i yeah I, I loved having you guys on well i should have you on again yeah, oh. I'd stay up for that. Yeah, yeah right, right in. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll take a night off of work. 
You probably won't. I probably won't take a night you, off. You work. need the money. I'll, uh, you, maybe we could do like a thing where we use a web like a cam. remote. Yeah, web, <laughs> a remote from your job. Webcam, right? Or we, just, we, we do a big like uh, cardboard cutout of you that we, pull, sure. we drag right. on. You you got to do your job though. I mean, those glory holes need to be filled. Yeah, absolutely. My, my job of a glory <laughs> hole. Uh, I don't know. Operator is the term. An operator. <laughs> So, um, so speaking of glory holes, we watched a kids movie today. <laughs> we did watch it tonight. So we're doing our our social duty of letting parents know what kids movies not to show their kids. I guess. Yeah, I, we've talked about doing this movie for a while, and we haven't. With you good, have, pretty much. We, <laughs> we haven't. We haven't watched it up until now with good reason. It Elliot was. Re- and Stewart were against it. Well, I think it was released in I think two thousand eight, maybe even two thousand seven. Okay, wow, it's, it's okay. It's more recent than I thought. We usually do movies that are fairly new to either DVD or premium cable, just to like have a, like a veneer of currency to what we do. You know, yeah. like give us a reason to exist. Because um, <laughs> a lot of the movies we review honestly are forgotten about fairly quickly. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, well, this movie that the other re- that's the other reason why it's odd that we did this movie because this movie was not forgotten about because no one knew about it. It was never a <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, forgotten about implies that someone remembered it, and mm-hmm. then kind of there were only five reviews for it on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but Gooby was a minor internet sensation based on the trailer. Yes, mm-hmm. um, I. Um, because you, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you, but like you, you said, would you like to see some of this? And I was like, ooh, Gooby, because that looks horribly bad and funny. Yeah. And that's why I said I would, I, I would like to see Gooby. And then you're like, okay, Gooby, it is. And sure enough, I got to see it. And boy, <laughs> did I get more than I bargained for. Yes, that's uh, called a mistake. <laughs> a mistake to say yes to that. We'll make them. I thought it was going to be... Well, I mean, when you're going to be the guest host of the show, if you're going to, like, sub in... Sure, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough, because I'm not going to be able to live up to Elliot at all. Mm, Well, that's the thing. You can't be Elliot. Right. So, like, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make this great by getting a really great, crap, bad, great movie. Mm -hmm. And I thought, Gooby, that was like, always betting on black. Sure, yep. Sure. (laughs) Always bet on Gooby. Yep. That's the well, that, star you're going to ride into the cosmos. I mean, I think your problem, first of all, was that you were taking advice from Wesley Snipes <laughs> when you were making your selection. He's had some tax problems from what <laughs> yeah. I hear. Yeah, you shouldn't listen to that guy. Not right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, Gooby. It's a movie about a large bear. <laughs> or a man in a large what? bear suit. Well, uh, what's what? a bear, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a it's a it's a gay man, okay, a larger gay man, sure, often hairy, okay, uh, and uh, they're 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 liked by a certain subset of the gay community for their fatherly characteristics, okay. So, what was going on with this uh, bear, you say, and little boy? Well, in this case, the bear was actually a teddy bear. So, okay. forget voiced everything by, else uh, that I said. Voiced by Robbie Coltrane mm-hmm. from Fame of. Uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, you may know him as Hey, Hey Cat. He played hey, Harry that? Potter in the Harry Potter <laughs> movies. <laughs> that's a little. That's a little podcast uh, bonus for you. Me yelling at my cat. Everyone will enjoy that. I don't. Yeah. Do you normally? I don't think I ever heard you yell at your cat. In normally, she doesn't claw at the furniture in the middle of our she, podcast. You know, has a little a sense of decorum. Mm-hmm. Normally, not tonight. Mm. 
Um, yeah, no, uh, Robbie you Coltrane. You awakened the beast within. You may know Robbie Coltrane from uh, yeah, Hagrid and Harry Potter. Yeah. You may be familiar with him uh, from the BBC series Cracker. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the movie The Pope Must Diet sure. or The Pope Must Die. The film Nuns on the Run, where you might remember him in particular from the scene where he sits in the uh, shower room while all the young <laughs> uh, aspiring nuns are showering around him. He's Yeah, he's just ogling them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of creepy. So that's Robbie Coltrane for you. you know, he's the kind uh, of guy who spies on nun students. He has a few. He has an appearance in uh, Black Adder, which I always thought was funny. Yeah. I'm a big Black Adder nut, but no, he's a, he's a talented. He's a he's a good actor, and I have no idea why he decided to do the voice for for Gooby. Yeah, I'm guessing it was money related. Yeah, and I think that if you're like a uh, you know if you're a, or maybe the script called to him. <laughs> sure. It, if you're a good actor, like sometimes you do these like movies, uh, assuming that no one's going to see them, and rightfully so. In this case, like there's well, a certain threshold the... where it can't do any damage to your career. Yeah, maybe the director disguised himself as a paparazzo and uh, followed him around and like recorded things he said and then spliced it together <laughs> to make it into yeah. movies dialogue. Sure. Uh, wow. He's also been working for so long. I guess just all these projects just kind of meld together at some point where he's just like, I don't know. Uh, Aside from him, there was Eugene Levy's in it, and I like Eugene Levy most of the time. Yeah, like uh, SCTV, uh, Christopher Guest movies. I have like a thing where I don't American Pie. (laughs) I feel always reluctant to shit on like anything that somebody was in, like because it's like so hard to make a movie or any kind of art. Well, you're at the right podcast. <laughs> but, like... Uh, the Respect House. <laughs> We're just here to give respect to people's efforts. No, no, but at the same time, like... Uh, like I feel like Eugene Levy has done enough good work I can crap on this. Yeah. Because yeah. this was pretty not... Well, and it wasn't good. his fault. I mean, I think we can all look at this movie and uh, but this recognize like a- that Eugene Levy is not the problem... <laughs> Yeah. Even with the Eugene Levy scenes, like, you know, like Eugene Levy hasn't been given gold to work with. Right. He, he spun into crap. I I have to admit, though, he, uh, as Stuart pointed out during the movie, he has the best name in the movie, which is he's a teacher and his name is Mr. Nerdlinger. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like, how can you go wrong with a name like that? That's so implied. So yep. he's a nerd. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, let's back up. Let's uh, go through this. Uh, I guess I'll try. I'll try to take Elliot's place. You want to? Since he's not here, I oh, guess you want to oh, be the the summary. The summary. I could try. Oh yeah. Why don't we let Andy try? Yeah, give it. Give I'm it a try. It. I'm bad at it. Gooby is a movie about a young boy who moves into a new town, mm-hmm. and he doesn't really have friends, or Annie's being picked on by a bully. Okay. And he's a uh, an Irish looking chap. Yes. He's also scared of imaginary monsters. Uh, called I think. He calls them hooties? Hooties or honies or something like, like that. At one point he said homies, and I thought that sounded like kind of... figurines? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so he has no friends. He's being bullied a little bit. Uh, his parents are kind of... Light bullying. Yeah, a very light... You only really see one scene, and he doesn't actually get bullied... Like, there's just, like, a kid bullied somebody else, and the other kid's like, ooh, we don't want to get bullied by that yeah. guy. Trump yeah. does, but... Yeah. Uh, followed by that, uh, his parents are just not there a lot. And mm-hmm. they hired a English nanny who is... 
incredibly creepy. Yeah. Well, well, also not really that connected. They don't. They don't form like a very good nanny uh, n- person who's being nannied uh, relationship. Yeah. There's no bond there. So yeah. his mother. It's not like a Mrs. Doubtfire sort of thing. That's right. what that movie's about, right? <laughs> nanny, I think you missed a key uh, twist in that film. Okay. But. So the British nanny <laughs> does, does form like doesn't uh, form Stuart, a good bond. The, the, the nanny in that movie was uh, Robin Williams in drag. He was doing it to spend more time with his children. Wait, like. Like, like Nathan Lane or something, or well, I mean, I guess like Nathan Lane. <laughs> like Nathan Lane could have played that character, though. That's what I'm saying. Well, Nathan Lane can play anything, Stuart. Okay. Well, I think that when they make Mrs. Doubtfire two or three or wherever they're at, they should probably try Nathan Lane for that role. Okay. I think the Harvey Firestein should try for that role. I think that's a little too. That's <laughs> too on the nose. It's a little too. Um, so at one point, I don't really exactly remember how it was phrased, but his mom was like, you don't need a friend. Uh, here, use Gooby. You remember Gooby, your teddy bear? Mm-hmm. And, he, and he's like, I don't want that teddy bear. That teddy bear is for babies. Right. Yeah. And then, response. um, this is all before they moved to the new place. Mm-hmm. And during the time that they moved to the new place, the bear was left at the old place uh-huh. He kind of transforms into a, I guess... Like electricity shoots all over him. Yeah, yes. there's no ex- explanation for how he transforms. We just cut back to the old place. Gooby, <laughs> Gooby in the corner. We see animated electric electric effects go yeah, over like him. Yeah, like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes or something. Or yeah. the movie Shocker. Sure. Or the movie <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> and suddenly Gooby's in the television. Mm-hmm. For... Oh, what, a, what a movie. <laughs> no, Gooby does not go into television. He comes alive and he's like a, I guess, five foot, six foot tall. No, he's not that tall. He's only like a foot taller than the kid, right? Uh, yeah, he's, he's not that tall, but he's oddly proportioned. Yes. Like he's uh, got a like great a Robert, big chubby like body a and a tiny drawing. head. Right. Yeah. He looks roughly kind of like Fozzie Bear and... Sullivan from, or Sully from Monsters, Inc. Sure. And your worst nightmare. And, yes. <laughs> it, no, take all the cuteness of Fozzie Bear and Sullivan, or Sully from Monsters, Inc., and make it as creepy as possible. Imagine if they took one of the country bears and left them in the garbage, uh, <laughs> like a garbage dump for a few uh, years, and like then they got him out, bear. and, like, the animatronics don't really work that well, and he, <laughs> the face doesn't move that much, but they're like... That's ah, okay. Let's use it. And hijinks ensue when he's come to life and is now in uh, Willie, who is the boy's life, and is invading his life and such. And the movie actually is kind of very convoluted and confusing after the points when Willie comes alive. There's a lot you mean, of. You mean Gooby? Because Go- Willie's oh. alive the whole time. I'm sorry. Gooby. <laughs> <laughs> no, you misunderstood. I, I missed a spot. <laughs> Willie was it's, a zombie, Stuart. It was okay. like. It was like the sixth sense, and then the after boy. getting the amulet, he becomes a real boy again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it was very. Uh, it was based on. Oh, there was a lot of uh, vignettes. Sure. Not. It wasn't <laughs> I'll like agree a. With that. <laughs> there wasn't a strong plot thrust. There was a lot of uh, hiding Gooby from the the, the, the nanny, nanny and, and the parents. There's a lot of like Gooby comes to school and uh, causes some some distraction outside the window, and Eugene so Levy gets, gets mad. And uh, Gooby goes to the store. Yeah, well, before we touch on that, there's a lot of scenes where there's, like, a (laughs) montage of the little boy and Gooby hanging out while, like, 
a, like a love ballad plays in the background. Yeah, yeah. That seems strangely out of place for like a friendship scene. Yeah, they, the, whoever, the, the director of Not this movie. Not to read movie, too much into it. Oh, the director of this movie, uh, I forgot his name, but his last name is. Wilson Coney Bear? <laughs> Wilson Coney Bear. His Wait. actual name. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but he, uh, yeah, it, he doesn't seem to understand music cues. <laughs> like, they are all music cues from, like, say, like a late 80s romantic comedy. You know, when the, there's a, like if there's a scene when they're not Mickey Mouse and yeah, yeah, like there's a lot of uh, score things where like Goopy's like walking around like <laughs> do 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 woo like sort of like score, but then like uh, yeah, if there's a pop song, it seems like the the message is really that there's some sort of love relationship. I can't live without your touch. <laughs> yeah, I miss the smell of your fur on my face. <laughs> yeah. That's my best singing voice, by the way. So if <laughs> it was uh, very impressive, if Carson Daly's out there listening. Um, <laughs> I am available. As we all know that Carson Daly just loves to book people <laughs> for musical contracts. You can reach me at Stuart Wellington at the, the Flophouse House dot internet. So that's my Flophouse House Cat fan site that I operate. <laughs> yeah, but okay, like just to speed it up to give you like a just a really rough outline. So uh Gooby Helps this kid make new friends at his new school, but then that backfires on Gooby because now the kid doesn't have as much time for Gooby, and so Gooby goes away for a while, and they're estranged, and love ballads play, <laughs> and then Gooby just comes back. There's no real, like, like oh, I gotta get Gooby back. Gooby just shows up back again, and everything's fine. This movie had, like, no consequences to any of the actions that happened to it throughout the movie. Like, yeah. Nothing, like, there's a point where you're like, oh, my God, no one's supposed to see Gooby. And there's t- times where tons of people have seen Gooby, and nobody really cares. Yeah. Or, or is it, like, talked about? Their brains or... don't melt from seeing a giant walking teddy bear. Right. Yeah, well, basically, it's either, like, you know, Eugene Levy is the ineffectual guy seeing Gooby, and, like, no one's going to believe him. Like, he's basically playing his role from Splash, I pointed out. You know, where he's like, I'm going to prove there's a mermaid! You know, like, <laughs> it's the same thing here. Or it's the equivalent of, you know, like one of those movies where someone sees something crazy and then they rub their eyes and then they throw away the bottle of booze that they've been drinking and then yeah. that's all There's that a scene where Gooby has some hijinks because he fa- uh, the father in the movie is an architect of some sort and they go to a construction <laughs> site and somehow Gooby gets hooked onto the, the big mechanical crane and is hanging there and the crane operator... Stuart says looks stoned. And yeah, he, he does. Looks, he looks very drunk or high, <laughs> yeah, which is makes perfect sense when you're operating such a heavy, dangerous piece of equipment. In and Baltimore, he, and Gooby is just like, "Hey!" And the crane operator's just like, "Hey!" Like, and this is a this is a good way to end the scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then the scene ends, and we don't understand. We don't see how that resolved <laughs> at all. But uh, but anyway, to like to, to, to tie it up into a bow. Uh, <laughs> Gooby returns. He like he's Stop like trying to wrangle us. <laughs> no, I just want to get through like the synopsis, and then we can go back and pick it apart a little bit more, and then talk oh, about okay. something completely different other but, than uh, this movie. But uh, at Ducktales, for instance. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I can't wait to get into the Ducktales portion of the show. Don't worry about. It. We'll get there later. Okay, Dan. So what were you saying about? Gooby? No. Once Gooby comes back, he's like, I think that my job here is to take you back to where your dad used to live. Like, sure. <laughs> I don't know where he, he gets this idea. He said it in more of a Scottish accent. Yeah, but. The, the weird thing is, the way you just said it, 
is pretty much how it's said <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. It's just like, I think I finally figured out what I fear to do. I guess. Ah, laddie. <laughs> so he takes him back to this old, like, abandoned building, basically. And the kid falls through the floor sure. <laughs> and is dangling off of a pipe. And uh, the dad comes to rescue him. We'll, we'll get into the details of how, because that's crazy. <laughs> but uh, then they're all back together again. And uh, the dad has redeemed himself, Mary Poppins style. And you know, let's Gooby. all go fly kite. And they meet Gooby. Yeah, and the mom meets Gooby. And it seems like, I guess, Gooby's now going to live with them. But then, like no. Harry and the Hendersons. It's right. not that uh, Gooby gets given away to, like, an- another needy little girl at the end of the movie. And then a love ballad plays over the credits. Which is weird. In a weird way, I don't think that little girl really needed a friend. She didn't look like unhappy. Yeah, she fine. <laughs> yeah, just... I mean, she seemed bored because somebody took her fucking <laughs> yeah. They're like, at the lumber Nintendo DS. They're, out of, out of <laughs> they're at like a lumber yard. They're at like uh, you know, like a Home Home Depot sort of. How uh, many relationships sure. have Gooby invaded? Just be like, <laughs> you look like you need a friend. No, I'm just kind of bored. I'm waiting around. No, no, you need me. I need I need to be in your life. Don't you understand? I need to aggressively interpolate myself into your life. Mm-hmm. And cause I'm a giant things. bear. I hope you have plenty of uh, marshmallow cookies for me to eat. That, oh, yes, that is... Because uh, he made baskets That is a uh, marshmallow cookie sandwiches. That him. is Gooby's uh, Achilles heel in the movie. So, he can't resist marshmallow cookies. I think that... Or Malamars. There's enough... Yeah, I guess... <laughs> There's enough absurd things in this movie that I kind of want to go like a little more structured than normal and just be like, like ask each of you which of your what was your like favorite like absurdity in the film. Like, so that's what you want to do. Is that what we are doing? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'd like to do, and then I'm sure that it's not going to happen. Okay, so, so Stuart, <laughs> uh, my favorite thing about the movie, like what? Uh, I'd probably say I loved the fact that when Gooby's Oh, wait, not Gooby's dad. Gooby doesn't have a dad. He's a bear. <laughs> uh, when Willie's dad comes to rescue him, mm-hmm. uh, he, you know, before he gets there, he had gotten a phone call that his son was in this abandoned building. Yeah. And, you know, of course, he wrote the directions down on the page of some, like, nice full-color photo book <laughs> that he has, and he tore yeah. the page out, which is really weird. And then he gets there, um, finds his son... The pl- and he's trying to save his son, and then the police show up, and then, you know, he yells at the police, and they, <laughs> I guess, let him just save his son. It's really weird. And it all turns out that uh, Gooby is the one who f- who phone called him, which, for one, I didn't know that Gooby could manipulate a, a cell phone because he's got giant fucking paws. Yeah. Second of all... He doesn't have a phone on him. You said that Willie had a phone on him, so he borrowed it. Yeah, I don't How do you do that? Like, do you use the force, like in Empire Strikes Back, and pull it out of his pocket? And if he had that ability, why didn't he just save the little kid? Well, I think you're glossing over an even like crazier absurdity in this film, which okay, is what's like that? they go to this abandoned building. Uh, the Willie falls through the floor. All makes sense so far. He's dangling from a pipe from the ceiling. Sure. Okay. Gooby doesn't know what to do. Then we cut to the home. And the dad gets a phone call and he's like, what? I'll be there right away. And like we see him like pulling up outside in the car. He comes in and the kid has, is still dangling from this pipe. So basically, the, the kid has fallen. He's dangling from this pipe. Gooby makes a phone call. His dad drives up to this house. 
Yeah, and this this kid has been dangling from this pipe this entire time. While the phone call was made, while the drive was made. You would have liked there to be like a scene of the Willie character being really awesome and doing like chin-ups or something. Or... The other weird thing I mean, he would have gone like on the flexed arm hang in, in, in school. He would have been like presidential level for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other weird thing too about that movie is that two cops drive by in that scene. And they're just kind of sitting out there waiting. I don't know what for, and they're like something's. They're like, oh, something suspicious. Like they hear something. Well, it's on their beat, right? And like, <laughs> yeah, the old abandoned weird. house is on their beat. You're like, <laughs> yeah, well, so you gotta, gotta go check that shit out. You don't want squatters or. But they don't. Sure. But the thing is, they don't actually go into the building until the dad goes into the building, and then they were like, and then like the dad's like, I thought you guys called me to come and save my son. <laughs> <laughs> and then the cops are like, "We didn't know you were coming. We didn't call." <laughs> and then like, there's and then they leave, and then they're like, "Case closed," and give each other high fives. <clears throat> well, let's just let this guy wander around the abandoned building a little more with his terrified child. Uh, but he leaves the kid. <laughs> the dad wanders off by himself to find his old apartment and runs into Gooby. And that's where yeah, they have their... To find know. his old room. Okay, here's another thing. He he runs into Gooby. Like, Gooby was, like, lurking in his dad's <laughs> old, like, private room. Like, the secret place that his dad would go to. And that room apparently has not been changed. Everything else in the building yeah. is, is you know, like, decrepit. Everything's also, been taken Gooby out. Also, knows where it is. Yeah. yeah. But da- his dad's old, uh, like, crayon drawings are still on the wall in the secret space. He has a Viewmaster <laughs> and everything. Sure. Um, I get, this is unchanged by time. Yeah. Um, also, there's, like, there's no payoff for it. But at one point, like, then, like, this is the first time Gooby actually talks to the dad. And Gooby's, like... I you. He's it's like, like I, it's like Hamlet's dad's ghost and Hamlet yeah, having a conversation, right? I, I definitely associate that. <laughs> There's a point where Gooby's like, "Here, I I want you to have these. These are your old plans for like a treehouse, I think, or a clubhouse that you're supposed to like build for your son that you drew when you're obviously little. That's here, and it's <laughs> sure. just like there's a thing where the father's like, "It's like no way are these gonna be safe." <laughs> First of all, there's a dragon holding this up. <laughs> Unless, uh, because there's speaking. talking talking teddy bears, I guess there could be dragons. I don't know. And they keep referring to him as a monster. Yeah. I mean, yeah. granted, he's pretty horrible looking, but I would assume he's a bear or an actual normal creature. Well, he's supposed a to... Creature. Sorry, I'm getting so loud. Yeah. I'm getting feisty tonight. Yeah. Um, well, it's a crazy movie. <laughs> but, like... He's not really a monster. I would like he's got a scarf on and he's gross, but he he's basically like a bear, right? Well, let me. I mean, uh, let me chime in with one of my crazy moments. And this is, you know, uh, this is not the craziest, but I want to leave something for Andy. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> eat up every crazy moment on the plate. Uh, sure. But uh, like a crazy moment hog that you are, yeah. it's like oh, 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 oh crazy moments, <laughs> delicious. <laughs> They're like marshmallow cookies to Gooby. <laughs> but thanks for tying it back to something I can relate to. <laughs> but the audience can't because they have no idea what they, the fuck we're talking no, about because no one's seen Gooby <laughs> and shouldn't probably. <laughs> but here's a. You talk about how he's not scary, but I want to talk about one <laughs> one moment in the film. Oh. Um, <laughs> so they go to like. On Halloween, uh, you know, like, the dad's too busy to take the kid out to do trick-or-treating, I guess. Except for they don't go trick-or-treating. But anyway, we'll get to that in a second. But the kid has a brainstorm. He's like, oh, now's the time I can take Gooby out. Because everyone's just going to assume 
that he's a guy in a bear costume. Yeah. Which, honestly, if he looks enough like a guy in a bear costume for them to assume that on Halloween, they would assume that at any time. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, Gooby is not, like, such an anthropomorphized, like, realistic bear that everyone's going to be like, holy shit, there's a talking <laughs> bear walking around. Yes. Yeah. They're just going to figure out, like, oh, this is, look at this fucking plushie over here. Right. But anyway. Sure. So a he takes him down. somebody who gets some kind of sexual gratification from fursuits? <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure, okay. Exactly. Thanks. But uh, so on Halloween, instead of going trick-or-treating, actually they get dressed up in costumes. And apparently every kid gets dressed up in costume and goes to see a movie down at the Multiplex. Sure. And I saw three. <laughs> Didn't we watch that? Uh, I would like to note that there's a point where uh, Goopy was like, what do you want to see? He's talking to the other kids. He's like, what do you guys want to see? Big Adventure? And he points to a movie poster of a family-friendly movie. And then the kids are like, no way. And I'm not joking. I forgot the title of the movie. But they're like, no way. We want to see Action Death 2000. It's yeah. Death Action. <laughs> I believe it's two. It's actually the sequel. And there's yeah. a sequence where you see them watching the movie. And it's all screaming chainsaws and gunshots. And like squealing tires. <laughs> <laughs> Which, frankly, I kind of want to see. I yeah. want to see sound effects real 2000. <laughs> yeah. but, all right, but that's after Gooby has pretended to be his father so they can buy tickets. And then later on, he sa- he confesses that he really liked pretending to be his father. And then they Which cue, another, like, cue another love ballad. <laughs> no, well, you be seen in the movie. I like being your dad. You're totally... <laughs> like, I say but, that to all my fucking but, friends. No, but I wanted to get back to, like, the moment I was really wanting to talk about was when <laughs> the bully that we talked about before actually finally uh, threatens the kid. And uh, this 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 red this big redheaded kid in a hot dog costume comes over to menace Willie, and uh, and Gooby um, <laughs> all of a sudden you know breaks out the like the fucking fangs like he like growls at the kid and all of a sudden it's like this large Marge moment in the movie. That's fair. <laughs> where it's a lot like large Marge. Gooby actually looks genuinely terrifying for a second, and then the hot dog pees his pants. The hot dog. The bully in the hot dog outfit pees his pants. Yeah. So do you feel that they like he escalated it too much, or is it like is it any worse than the scene in Little Monsters where Howie Long, uh, Howie Long, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, popular comedian Howie Long, he's in that right? Howie Long and Terry Hatcher come in. Yeah. She showed uh, up later in the movie when he when he when he peed in that kid's apple juice. And like, I think that's way worse than just scaring the shit out of some kid with your crazy face. He scared face. the piss that, out of that, that kid. Yeah, that's okay, thank you. Semantics I, here. <laughs> I was all biological waste. I, if I, I find it more unpleasant, the piss drinking, but in terms of actual, like, like an alarming moment, like, Gooby actually looks kind of alarming in the first place, so for that mask to be pulled back <laughs> sure. and him to actually just, like, really go for it and be terrifying disturbed me. There is a point where I think the scary face that he does looks like it's a little CGI'd, if yeah. I'm not wrong. Yeah. And I, I think there's a point where the director had to be fighting this at one point. He's like, no, I want it all practical. I want it all to be all these practical bear effects. And then he's like, no, come on, it needs to be a scary face. Let's do a little CGI. He's like... All right, I'll do it. You're not going to see the real weight of the bear, though. (laughs) I hope that they had originally, like, spliced in footage of just, like, a grizzly bear growling. (laughs) That would have been awesome. uh, If you want to go for, if you're in the mood for, I mean, I don't know what my recommendation is. I'm going to save it, obviously. 
But yeah. there is a there no is spoilers. a but uh, there is a thought of like if you're into like movies that look really bad of like just like the mouth sink sinking uh, to the dialogue that Gooby actually says is atrocious. There's times his mouth does not move at all, right, in the movie, and that is just like classic 1970s and 80s like. And his and his and his dialogue is mixed so low that I couldn't understand half the shit he was saying. <laughs> and he's English, so it's all a lot of yeah. <laughs> yep. sure. <laughs> Apples and what's, what's, what's all this? In? <laughs> like Daniel Craig. <laughs> That's my uh, favorite impression. Is uh, this is my impression of uh, any cop approaching a Sherlock Holmes death scene in the beginning of the story? <laughs> oh, what's all this? Then? <laughs> like. <laughs> So that guy could have been Gooby. Yeah. Thing, <laughs> Sorry, Robbie Coltrane. So, uh, and there's that great, great scene in the uh, the supermarket <laughs> where the like 20 minute scene. Oh my god, that was great! Like running around and yeah, there's there's I I likened it to that scene in any Hanna Barbera cartoon where people are running in and out of doors in a hallway. Sure. While a pop song plays because there was a pop song playing. Like, not a pop song that anyone I, would I recognize. Think, first of all, I would like to just define that pop song implies popular <laughs> song. <laughs> and then, uh, like, we would recognize That's what fair. this song is. Yeah. This song, every song, there is a lot of original songs in this movie. And all of them are pretty grating on yeah. your nerves. Not original in the sense that they're unique. <laughs> they're original, original in the sense that Gooby. they suck. And just like in any Hanna-Barbera cartoon, they... You know, in the middle of this sequence, there's a moment where they, you know, they pause the music. Yeah. And uh, in this case, Gooby sees a uh, a stand-up of a bear that's advertising, <laughs> I guess, gummy bears. Yeah. And there's something he, – he mentions that because it, like, looks like him – uh, and then he goes over and starts eating the gummy bears, yeah. which is really strange. Yeah, it's what you do when you see something. Like, if you were in a store and you're like, oh, look, there's these gummy stewards over here. Sure. You are then immediately compelled to just shove those into your mouth. You're like, I, mean, I bet this is more delicious to me because it looks like me. Yeah. You know, like, this, I don't find it disturbing to eat something. I mean, I do that if, that's an effigy of myself. Even if they weren't gummies, you know, sure. like even if they were, I don't know, like little meat sacks. Right. Little clones of you. That, Basically. Little, like little homunculi. Little Stuart fetuses. <laughs> sure. Oh. Well, I do kind of look like a fetus <laughs> with a little mustache on them. That'd sure. be awesome. They, I mean, fry it up. <laughs> well, I don't know where you're going to get a frying pan at that part of the uh, grocery store, but. Maybe in the deli section? <laughs> you can buy it in that I mean, situation. You stir, can take it home. And... Stir fry stew. Yeah, exactly. Like little mm-hmm. tiny. So, what we're trying to say is that uh, I'm. You're, wait, you're crazy for thinking that? Or I'm crazy? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. uh, the weird thing also about that grocery store segment, which is not even my craziest moment mm-hmm. uh, of the movie, but is that Gooby goes to the grocery store without Willie knowing. And Willie approaches him. He's like, what are you doing in the grocery store? You're not supposed to be here. What are you doing? You can't just eat things off the rack. It's just like, he was more mad that he was eating things off the rack. And that he just escaped without it. It's... Countless people must have seen him yeah, come to the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, like it's not like the grocery store. There's like a back door that goes immediately to the woods. <laughs> yeah, like you're imagining the non the nightly news are like a strange bear thing wanders yeah. down Main Street. 
Well, then, and then imagine <clears throat> ten minutes of them running back and forth, like from Eugene Levy on one side, and then elderly Stockboy on the other side. Like, oh no, someone's gonna see Gooby more than the couple seconds that they've already seen Gooby. The other thing and, I didn't like is zany running around. The other thing I didn't like about the store scene is that there's a point where there is a cart full of fruit <laughs> that you see. And I remember just thinking to myself, like, I'm like, oh, obviously that's going to explode with mm-hmm. fruit and just go everywhere. Yeah, he's going to do a fruit take. Yeah, he's going to, a fruit, it's going to get knocked over and a big mess is going to happen. And I was just, come on. And then they did it and it was just not as big as I thought it would be. It was just like <laughs> a mild, like, a mild pushover. Like, the art department's like, I'm not getting all that fruit. <laughs> like, I don't want to go around looking for every single apple yep. to do that. The union guys said two boxes max. <laughs> Um, this movie has, I, uh, this movie has a plethora of bizarre, (laughs) crazy scenes, I think, that are worth mentioning, probably, to a certain degree, probably not worth renting or buying to see them, (laughs) but I... The, the my craziest moment in the movie, and it makes no sense, and I'm having a hard time figuring it out. And like when we saw it, I think we're all going, "Wait, what? Hold!" I think we had to rewind it because we're like, "Wait, how did that?" So there's a scene where um, when uh, Willie becomes friend, more friends with the kids at school, mm-hmm. and he abandons Gooby to a certain extent, and Gooby's staying home and like watching old movies and, and masturbating or whatever. <laughs> there's a whatever point, Goobies do, <laughs> whatever Goobies do when they're lonely. He's at school. He's having a good time. He's hanging out with his friends. He's really clicking in, and at a certain point. Uh, he's in the middle of playing a soccer game, and a soccer ball is twirling toward his friend. <laughs> and you assume it's toward his friend. You don't actually, you can't see. No, it's it's toward his friend, and then his friend, uh, Willie, Willie goes, oh no, it's going to hit my friend, and he pushes Willie out of the way. And he goes, no! <laughs> it's like jumping in front of a bullet. Yeah, uh, a soccer ball, by the way, <laughs> which, is, as Stuart pointed out, the main thing that hits your head in yeah, a, so- a big part of a soccer game is the ball hitting parts of your body. Yeah. So, uh, at that point, the, we cut to home where Gooby is staying in the shed. And there's a point where uh, Gooby is looking inside and the father's like, what? There's an emergency? Oh, I guess I better get going. And Gooby hitches a ride with the father thinking that, his, that Willie was endangered because he got hit with the soccer ball. Right. But really, it was an emergency at work that the father had to go to. Gooby goes to the construction site. There were some hijinks. We talked about that earlier. Yeah, yeah but like, but the thing is, like, and then later on, uh, he gets hurt. Uh, Gooby gets hurt at the construction site. Willie's sewing him up, and then there's a point where Gooby's like, "I thought they were. Did how was your head? Did you get hit by the soccer ball?" There's no way that Gooey would have known known that. Right. And then he's like, that's why I went to the construction site. I thought you were... I thought your dad was talking about the injury that you got at soccer. That I knew about somehow. Yeah, and it's just like, the whole thing would have made more sense if they just said, Gooey's psychic a little. Yeah. Or he has like a certain telepathic link. Mm -hmm. But they just... Like E.T., like you said, right? Yeah, Yeah. like E.T. Or like, you know, know, they're linked by childhood dreams. Yeah, but there's just like... Sure. But there's just, there's no... Two players there's, tied together by fate. Uh, it's not as funny as those other moments, but there's just this thought of like, oh, well, there was like no explanation to why yeah. Gooby knew yeah. about his... It was the how inexplicable it was, I think, that made it interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
every good piece of art contains one one thing that's just unknowable. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's that's the one thing. That's the that's one that. thing. That's the single thing. The single thing. Everything, everything else, else is tied up. It's like that. Tight. It's like that sculpture, the thinker. You want to know what he's thinking sure. or why Gooby knew. <laughs> but yep. I want to say like. At some point, director Wilson, uh, Wilson. Candy Bear, or whatever, is going <laughs> to director come out Wilson like, Phillips. The reason he knew was uh, there was an email. <laughs> uh, one of the kids was tweeting about how this yeah. dork named Willie got hit in the head with a soccer ball. That, that's in the commentary. Like, like, oh, we had to delete this scene. Yeah, <laughs> this email scene. Yeah, because uh, we just figured the audience didn't care. <laughs> and well, they figured the audience would put the pieces together. Mm-hmm. They filled in the gaps. But that's a. Uh, I, would you safely say that's bad filmmaking right there? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, is uh, maybe occasionally overestimating your audience bad filmmaking? <laughs> I don't think so. So I want to, uh, before we move on. like I don't talk down to you, you know? <laughs> sure. Before we get you to that. They know I don't have to be spoon-fed every little bit. Before we move on to the DuckTales portion of the show. <laughs> the traditional DuckTales portion. <laughs> well, we're a bad movie and DuckTales podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Come for the bad movies, stay for the DuckTales. Yeah, duck, on iTunes, that's our secondary category, <laughs> is DuckTales. <laughs> one more thing I want to talk about. Or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> one more thing I want to talk about is uh, the odd usage of the secondary characters in this film. Okay. Mm. So we have this uh, nanny slash housekeeper character who is set up to be kind of like an evil... An evil babysitter, a little bit. Like she thinks that, like you know, like Gooby steals like, the cookies, like and she, she shakes that... babies and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Not that evil. Okay, I so, you don't need like a nanny cam or anything. Sure. According to most subway ads, I've been informed not to shake any babies. Yeah, I mean, I don't ride the subway. <laughs> if it's if it's, I, a... I don't I don't watch ads for subway sandwiches. <laughs> That's if it's a, a salt, if it's a salt shaper, Second shaker is better. In the shape or of if a baby. you're putting a baby okay. in a in a cup with some ice cream and root beer, <laughs> sure, <laughs> those <Hey>. are times. <laughs> anyway, so um, this 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 character is set up to be like maybe an antagonist. Like you know, she she thinks that the kids <laughs> stealing the cookies, but it's Gooby, and like you know, we gotta hide Gooby from the the uh, the nanny, and then she disappears <laughs> for basically the entire second half of the film to the degree. That we were all kind of like, so is that was she fired? Did yeah, they... She probably moved on to a secondary career of sweater modeling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of sweaters in this movie. Uh, this but movie... then she shows up like asleep in one scene late in the film. Like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, that was a character that the film <laughs> used and then discarded. It's called an arc, Dan. <laughs> okay, there is um, there are a lot of red herrings in this movie that is not a mystery at all. <laughs> Well, I also wanted to talk about Eugene Levy because, like, Eugene Levy is like sort of an unusual character. I feel he has an unusual hairstyle that looks like the owl from Marvel Comics. Well, I was like, uh, when Eugene Levy shows up, um, he Mr. comes Nerdlinger. in. Nerdlinger, yep. Mr. Nerdlinger, he comes in and he talks <laughs> about his his fish com his fish uh, books for young people that no one has read that he writes. Yeah, uh, and he is very carefully. <laughs> I like that you described it as fish books for young people that nobody's read. <laughs> that know. helps me paint a picture in my mind what he does. I, I like the fact that at one point I pointed it out, but like during the he's like, Today we're going to be studying Alice in Wonderland is the book we're reading. And I'm like, 
what school studies Alice in Wonderland? Like, like yeah, as like a as part of the curriculum, you know, like it's uh, usually like, it's something like uh, I don't know, like the Diary of Anne Frank or something like the Catcher that. in the Rye, yeah, or a bridge, separate piece, Bridge of Terabithia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who wants to re- like? What is there to learn out of the pedophilic Alice in Wonderland? Hey, 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 oh, hey, wow. hey, hey! I love Alice in Wonderland. Like, I think that the reason that schools don't teach it is it's too good. <laughs> like, there's no there's no message in it, and that's what's great about it. Yeah, uh, but why aren't there all the CGI battles like in the right. movie? <laughs> anyway, back up though. I was what I was going to say was a. Uh, there, there's a scene where when Eugene Levy first comes in, he's very carefully folding a napkin, and the uh, kid Willie has um, some of his ever useful voiceover, which is always just saying something that we're already seeing on screen. Yeah, we, we can connect with him. And he's like, "You ever have one of those moments where you just know you're not gonna like your teacher? Like it's like it, it's it very specific." That, it wasn't, wasn't. It was like, "You ever had those moments where you realized your teacher is is really weird?" I'm like, yeah, we got it. <laughs> like, he's weird. He's putting a sandwich on top of a napkin. Yeah, which is kind of anything, but but big. that was like the word. Like, but he's set up to be this like crazy teacher, but he never does anything that bad in the movie. Like, right. all like he's this failed he, children's book author who wants to get a picture of Gooby, and mm-hmm. as you would if you see a giant bear. Yeah, but he's not like Put doing anything evil at any point. I would like to note for some reason I thought Gooby when I first heard the name I thought the character be would more like slimy, sticky, like gooey. Mm-hmm. Or like Gooby implies. I believe, like, at, I believe at one point Gooby himself makes reference to his name sounds like snot. Oh yes, he does. Yeah. He does say that quite a few times throughout the movie. In uh, another great scene that didn't matter at all. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of just yeah. A lot of the scenes in the movie have very little consequence to do with anything else in the rest of the movie. Like the one where Gooby's just hanging out looking at uh, child drawn <laughs> pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, that had a consequence. He uh, saw the picture, and then he built a uh, soapbox racer-style yeah. car. Oh. oh, and then the car ra- uh, jumped over a chasm, mm-hmm. which went right into traffic. And all the people in traffic, including Mr. Nerdlinger, saw Gooby in the goat cart fly overhead, E.T. style. Yeah. yeah. And everybody was kind of amazed and, like... It's like Gooby's on a collision course with this Nerdlinger fellow. <laughs> mm, like, they're yeah. too, like opposing forces that are being drawn to each other. I'm sure there must be a magnets. Big, I'm sure there must be a big payoff for that eventually, Stuart, right? Oh, there isn't. <laughs> oh. But there's that scene really? where at the end he bends uh Mr. Nerdlinger bends over and then gets picked up by a forklift, <laughs> which prevents him from using his uh recently purchased disposable camera to take a picture of Gooby. Yeah. That he plays closed. <laughs> <laughs> all the loose ends are all <laughs> It's like the ending of, of Animal House. <laughs> we know exactly where every character is going. All right. So uh, we've actually talked a fair amount of time on Gooby, so I think we need to wrap All it up. All right. Now it's time for the DuckTales. We've, <laughs> we've picked its bones clean. It's time for Stuart, it. did you ever see the episode of DuckTales <laughs> Wait, where <laughs> which one? Flint Hart, Gone Gold, and Scrooge went for that competition of who has the most money, and they had to do it on the two scales. It's a two-parter. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's That's awesome. a good episode. Yeah, it was a really good one. Flint Hart, Gone Gold. <laughs> I love that. That's my favorite character is just the... The actual, the natural enemy of any of Irish duck is the Scottish duck. Yeah, well, you know it's uh, <laughs> both characters created by Carl Barks, one of the greatest comics artists of uh, the twentieth century. Um, you can read more about Carl Barks on the internet. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Way to make it less fun. 
brilliant uh, cartoons. Sure. Still not as much fun as it was before. Uh, so what, are, what, what are we doing? No, I just, uh, we, we, want to, we want to tie yeah, up. We talk about the Tales Nintendo game. <laughs> Which is great. It's a really good one. Yeah. You can hit diamonds with your game. Yep. And it's it's like the, conf- it's the confidence bottle of video games. Because it's kind of easy. You can beat yeah. it. It makes you feel good. No, I just want to quickly uh, do our final judgments. Um, I got a leg cramp. Was this a good, bad movie? I got a leg cramp somehow. A bad, bad movie? Or a movie you actually kind of liked? Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take it over to you first. Um, I said this earlier. Um, I feel like there are certain mo- I I would watch a movie where I'm like, "Ooh, this is gonna be bad," and I would watch it by myself. And there's this thought where I'm like, "Oh, why did I watch this movie by myself? It's just bad and boring, and I'm gonna like fall mm-hmm. asleep," kind of thing. This is kind of like I don't I don't know. I feel a little mixed about it. I think this was a fun movie to watch. If you're going to watch it with friends, so it's like kind of a good bad movie in that sense. Where if you're going to watch this with friends, this is pretty ideal because it's so wacky and it has like numerous moments that we mentioned that are worth like seeing and are stupid, but it's ultimately bad bad because it is kind of boring. Uh, like without, if you're going to, I think you might get questioned by your friends. You're like, ooh, I got a great good bad movie to show you. Yeah. And he pulled this out. So. Uh, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with bad, bad, I guess, because I just didn't think it was. I mean, unless you see it with some people and you're ready for an evening of fun. Yeah, I think that's a fairly comprehensive uh, response. I mean, it it is pretty terrible. I think I made more of an effort than I have in the past with really shitty movies. <laughs> <laughs> I tried not to uh, spend too much time. Surfing the internet? Yeah. Sure. There was only like a 15-minute span. There was a yeah, point. I know. There and was a point you did surf the internet a little bit. Yeah, well, I, was, I have to, you know. But I, to, to your credit, Dan checked the internet too himself, so. But it was all Gooby-related. <laughs> I was looking at movie reviews of Gooby. Some okay. people said it was great family fun. They're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they are liars. <laughs> Those people are on dope. So you're saying you're, you kind of liked it a little bit. No, I didn't like it at all. <laughs> No thanks, thanks Dan for making me watch Gooby, Skyline, then Gooby. What are I'm you gonna, gonna give next? this punch my mom in the face? Maybe I'm gonna give this one a marginal uh, good bad movie. Okay, because um, because you suggested I'm it. probably grading on a curve at this point. Sure, but compared to a lot of movies that we've watched, where it's just boring and it's just uh, mediocrity is what makes it bad. This is very ill conceived. <laughs> There's a lot about this movie that is just. Just wrong on all levels, and so on that. I, and and it's easy to watch because it's on Netflix. Uh, watch it instantly. You can dial it up tonight. Pop it into your 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 queue. <laughs> no, Click not. on watch it now. Sure. Okay. It's more accurate than your previous <laughs> explanations of how Netflix works. All right. So um, now let's <clears throat> let's uh, do our final segment, which is uh, what's a what's a good movie that we would like to recommend? A movie that's not Gooby. But uh let's let Andy start. Uh well, I actually have two and a half. Do it. Do it. Um, Make up for me. So uh because I I love bad movies, and this was a ball, by the way. I had a great time. (laughs) I had a really I had a really great time. Thank you for having me, by the way. No problem. Um but uh and I'm sorry for laughing so much because this was a lot of fun and peaking. And I'm sorry for the listener who had to take their earbuds out (laughs) periodically and be like, oh, god damn, what's with that guy? They have to do that anyway. Um, 
But uh, so because this is the flop house, and you guys do good uh, good bad movies, or you're looking for good bad movies, I'm going to recommend one, which is Sinbad of uh, the Seven Seas, or I think it's it's called Sinbad. It has Lou Ferrigno in yep. it. Uh, that is probably one of my favorite good bad movies of all time. I don't think a lot of people know about it. Uh, it is truly awful, and I feel like there's a point in the movie where the audio to the movie was lost, <laughs> and they had to supplement it with horrible, tedious narration. Uh, the acting is bad, the score is bad, the story is bad, uh, the, it's just so bad all around, and there's so, memorable, so many memorable parts to it. It's really worth watching, so if you are a bad movie aficionado... I would say go see this if you haven't seen it already. It is probably really worth seeing. I don't know if anyone's recommended it on the show yet. No, but, no, but it is a good one. It is It is a really great one. I, I'm not surprised that it has not reached. It should reach like Troll 2 or The Room status. But like hmm. it is. it has so many Big great words. <laughs> yeah, I, um, but then my second recommendation is just kind of a genuine, a genuine movie that I didn't enjoy like in an ironic way. And um, I don't think it got as much play. And if you like Conan Bro- Brothers movies, I recommend A Serious Man. I really enjoyed that movie a lot. I thought it was good. Jewish friends of mine have told me they thought it was too Jewy. <laughs> um, Interesting. But, but I think Self, it's self-hating. <laughs> uh, a lot of Jewish friends were like, I thought that movie was too Jewy. But maybe because I didn't grow up Jewish, I thought it was thoroughly entertaining you converted is what you're saying i converted culturally and mm. comedically yeah because it was just uh, jewy enough for it, you. i don't know what it was. i really enjoyed it because i think there's a thing where it's like oh i'm learning so much about jewish culture by watching this sure. movie but it, it's a really i think it i was very entertained by it i really like it and it's very i think in one one of the podcasts you guys were talking about you're like i kind of want my coen brothers movies to be more coen brothers this Esque. And this yeah. is very Cohen Brothers. It's very Coheny. Yeah, uh, Coheny. And, uh, and thus less likely to receive enough critical attention. Yeah, yeah it didn't. More mainstream. Ones. It didn't get a lot of like uh, attention when it came out, right? It's. Yeah. Uh, it got. I mean, it was very well received critically, but it was not uh, like a hit in a way that. Right. You know, No Country for Old Men before it or True Grit after it. I but I I really liked it. I watched it again. I still thought it was pretty entertaining and. Uh, there's parts of it I just think are just like fun, just to watch, and and it's just uh, the acting's really well done, and uh, and I I saw I just watched the King's speech last night, and I thought that was all right too. By the way, I want I want to make it clear that I didn't forget the existence of Burn after reading, which actually <laughs> came directly after uh, No Country for Old Men, but I was just talking about I have yet to Cohen see, hits. I have yet to see that, but I heard I I love that movie actually. Like I I think that, that movie. Is like a really good. It's actually a good companion piece to like the Big Lebowski. It's like a more cynical version of that, mm. like the Lady Killers. <laughs> no, oh. Stuart, what were you going to recommend? You were Man, chomping at the bit. No, no, no. I'm, I can't think of anything this week. I would probably just what I what I would normally do in a situation like this is just fall back on a like a tried and true favorite, like uh, telling people they should go watch Dead Heat again, or mm-hmm. <laughs> possibly The Invisible Maniac. Right. Uh, or maybe go uh, watch movie trailers on movie trailers on demand <laughs> and scoff at them for a while, like I like to do. Um, but yeah, I can't think of anything offhand since I've been watching a lot of television instead of movies, mm-hmm. which is pretty lame, I will admit. So what do you have to recommend today, Dan? 
Uh oh! If you're so, if you're so, if you're passing, yeah, I'll pass. You've never, Unless, I mean, this has never been a thing before, but uh, apparently, it's true with passing. Uh, no, I mean, I could. Have, no, have no. I recommended Fantasy Mission Force before right. with Jack <laughs> and Chan? Because <laughs> no. uh, I should recommend Fantasy Mission Force if I haven't. Okay, because it's shockingly violent at times, and uh, it rewrites history in a strange way. We're in World War Two, I believe. The general for the American forces is Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> nice. And he gets captured by the Chinese, or maybe no, maybe the Japanese. And then uh, a team is a, this awesome team is assembled to save the generals of the Allied powers. Um, and in the process, they fight hopping vampires, this weird uh, cabal of female warriors who attack you with tennis balls with like strings on them. Uh, and then it culminates in a, a battle against a road warrior style gang, and. Uh, Almost all the good guys get murdered horribly, including a guy getting killed by a spear up his ass. So, ah, Fantasy Mission Force. It's awesome. See, that sounds you, amazing. You had a great recommendation. I just thought I'd recommended it before. That blows my mind out of the water. I totally recommend it. Um, yeah, I don't. I haven't watched a lot either, so I'm going to recommend something not overlooked at all because it got uh, it got a Best Picture nomination this last year. Uh, Story three. I recently watched uh, Winter's Bone. Okay, and that was. Uh, a, uh, I was gonna say I had delight from start to finish, but that's not a that's not a good way of describing Winter's Bone. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a bleak movie in some ways. Um, well, unless you saw the porn version, which is Winter's Boner. Hey, that was, check out this guy. It was another. Have you delight. been sitting on that all night? <laughs> no, I. You, wait until you hear the joke I've been sitting on all night. Sure. Uh, we'll, we'll close with that. But, uh, <laughs> but um, no, Winter's Bone. Uh, so you had some laughs, enjoyed it. It was good. It Chomped was, some uh, popcorns. You know, like uh, there's there's been a real uh, renaissance in uh, sort of uh, uh, hill, hillbilly crime recently <laughs> between this and the, the television show Justified. Sure. Um, this and is, cops. Justified is... <laughs> Justified is heavier on the like the genre elements, uh, and this is more of like just a drama about uh, people living in the Ozarks, and it's kind of like uh, it has genre stuff to kind of like make it go down a little easier. But ultimately, the crime stuff doesn't really matter so much as the character stuff in Winter's Bone. But it's just a beautiful movie, beautifully acted. Like a like a, it's like a crime mix 'em up is what you're saying. Sure. Like a Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> okay. So Dan recommended a Guy Ritchie movie. I recommended an early Jackie okay. Chan feature. And we got a serious man and what was wait, uh, what was Sinbad. It? Sinbad, that's a good one. And uh Sinbad. Andy, what's this joke you've been sitting on? Oh, uh, I guess uh, toward the end of the podcast I just wanted to say it is Tuesday and we saw Gooby and all I wanted to say is Goodbye, Gooby Tuesday. Oh, excellent. <laughs> On that note, I've been Dan McCoy. I've been Stuart Wellington. I am been sitting in for Elliot Kalin, and I'm Andy Rocco. Good night, everyone. Gooby Tuesday. Gooby Tuesday. <laughs> that uh, is a good one. I'm going to write a Flophouse Insider. Sure. That just be like... An expose. Yeah, just before the show started, McCoy and Wellington quibbled. Sure. Like old lovers. Yeah. That's that's how we quibble, I guess. Like elderly lovers. <laughs> Where's the soup? <laughs> I want soup. Okay. 
And three. Shoot meaning sex. Two. <laughs>